0: You're listening to Electrician Live with your host, Paul Abernathy. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Electrician Live. My name is Paul Abernathy, and I am your host for the show, as always. And we are excited to have you here at the show this evening. Um, And... We're excited about our guest tonight because we have a guest with us who is real passionate. I've had a chance to have a conversation with them, and they're really passionate about what they do uh, and the products that they bring to the industry. And so we're really excited about having them here and to be able to have a conversation with them. So, again, I will say for those out there that are listening Um, We do this every Saturday evening at 8 p.m. We have call-in shows, and from time to time, we have special guests, as we do tonight. So we're real excited about that. Uh, And so, again, without further ado, let's go into the introduction of my guest. My special guest on the show tonight has many years of experience in extension cord use and extension cord technology, He has worked in the construction industry for over three decades. He had 25 of those years as a construction superintendent, so he is well acquainted with the number one problem with extension cords, the ground pin breaking off from that extension cord, usually within days of the purchase. Now, over the years, my guest has seen the lack of safety features associated with standard extension cords. With these serious safety issues in mind, my special guest on our show tonight was motivated to invent an extension cord product that was more reliable, longer lasting, and included added safety features. Now, after years of thought, trial and error, and a lot of hard work, he came up with a patented technology that will revolutionize the extension cord industry. Now, the anchored solid ground pin technology that my guest invented prevents the ground pin from breaking off from the extension cord plug. This idea spawned the company's slogan, It's All About the Pin. How about that? Now, tonight's special guest is none other than the founder of Solid Ground Cords LLC and the inventor of the anchored solid ground pin technology, Mr. Rick Gilliland welcome to the show Rick
1: Thank you Paul I really appreciate it appreciate the opportunity that you're giving us to share our passion about our products and what it can do for the industry
0: awesome it's great to have you here again as as an electrician myself for over 30 years I have an intimate relationship with extension cords and being a electrical code expert and safety guy seeing what it looks like on a job site when people just don't understand the importance of extension cords and how they can be an extremely unsafe condition if they don't care of their extension cords
1: yes i'm fully aware of that with having the folks that we had i'm sure you've been uh I've met up with them before, the AGC, the ladies and folks that we would have come out and inspect our job sites. They really showed us in the field what we needed to be looking for. And as I got to watching it in the times past and just seeing how important it really needed to be, and most of the time we just overlooked it because it's kind of treated as a consumable. And then most of the time we just pull them out of the truck and not really look at the full aspect of how well they're made and designed.
0: Excellent. Definitely. So I'm intrigued because we talked a little earlier and I, I feel your passion for what you do. People know me that teach code. They know that I have a passion what I do and, and people that seem to have that passion uh, flock together. So I'm intrigued with how you how did solid ground cords get started? What was what was the catalyst for it? What got you into working with extension cords and, and doing what you
1: do? Well, like you said in the introduction, you know, I've got several years experience in the field. And then being as a superintendent, the past 12 to 15 years while I was in there, the superintendent got to where he was more, he had to be more responsible for his team members. Uh, They moved him up to where they took from superintendent to being that competent person. So anything and everything that had to do with safety. The superintendent, whether it was heating, air, framing, concrete, or whatever that was out there on the trades, on the job site, you needed to be aware of your surroundings. And so we paid a lot of attention to folks, you know, on the scaffolding, on equipment, uh, cranes, cables. Uh, all those things were very, very detrimental to a job site and being able to make sure that the guys could go home every day. Um, one of the ladies that was a safety inspector, her name was Kim Enoch with AGC. And she would come to my job sites all the time, and I always took pride in making sure that my job site was clean, everyday, impeccable, to where everybody had a safe, clean environment and they could go home every day. Excellent. And the one thing she could always nail me on, no matter what, uh, she could look at anything we had for heavy equipment, fire extinguishers, MSDS sheets, but every time we'd go look at extension cords, there'd be one or two extension cords laying around with ground pins broke. And I got frustrated with it after starting a job for about 10 days into the job. I went out and bought uh, 10 extension cords. Uh, nine of them were 12-3, one of them was ten three. And within eight days, nine of the 10 had broken ground pins. <laughs> yeah. And it, it frustrated me to the point to realize, and I said, you know, that's about $100 per cord by the time you take the time and the effort to go get them and replace them, which is what we're supposed to do. You're not supposed to reuse them. You're not supposed to fix them. So they want them replaced. So I went to them as the safety consultant and said, what can we do to fix this? And they said, the only thing you can do to fix it is just go buy and replace it with another one. And when I started calculating it up, as many superintendents that's out there doing the work, and then you start looking at all the different trades, you know, every day, how many cords are we throwing away because it's just the ground pin simply breaking off within days from usage? And, uh, one night the idea came to me, went out to my shop, came back in and showed my wife. And I said, you know, I think this right here after big, took about a little bit of time of thinking and trying to figure it out. But when it hit me in the middle of the night and got it, I came in there and showed her I, said, I think this may change our lives forever, but, uh, little did I know how, how difficult it was going to be on the educational side as you're fully aware of.
0: Oh yeah. Getting that message out, you know, i as an electrician, you know, people would always say, look, I can just turn around and wrap ext- uh, electrical tape around them or it doesn't matter the fact that the, the actual attachment plug pulls away from the, the actual sheathing of the cable and exposes those conductors and things like that. Nobody, you know, they don't think about those type of things and, and they're real safety concerns. So you, you created a, a product to solve a product. And that's one thing I like about people that, it that see a problem and instead of creating excuses, you go out there, you grab the bull by the horns and you say, I'm going to create something that actually solves a problem. I love that. And that's that's inspiring for people to to really know that there's people out there that will step up and try to solve these problems. So with that thought and your start of the Solid Ground Courts LLC, and what impact has solid ground cords had on OSHA safety violations associated with extension cords? Have you seen, you've been in business now for quite a few years, what impact have you seen your cords have when dealing with OSHA and safety violations?
1: Well, the one thing with solid ground extension cords, we have completely solved OSHA's number one safety violation associated with extension cords, and any OSHA rep that you speak with or safety folks you speak with, the number one problem that they see is broken or missing ground pins. And the average lifespan of a ground pen, from what we've been able to tell, from the experience that we've been in on factual data, they could last anywhere from seven days to 70 days before they have to be replaced. And that's just being a very, very conservative on those numbers.
0: Wow, that's, and, uh, that's many a- times
1: when they break, break off.
0: That's a real short window. I mean, that's a, you know, I invest in a product. I expect it to last a little longer than that, but, you know, people are rough on them, you know?
1: They are, they are rough on them, but like I was saying in the introduction there, on that one job, and I tried to, you know, we tell people all the time with our job site and the way I tried to run it, we'd been on a job site for three to four years. So when we get out there, you got to take pride in that thing to run it right. And then when you go out there and you see that within, Nine days on just my own job site, I had those ground pins breaking off. Right. And I said, you know, we can we can put a man on the moon and we can throw people in the sky in an airplane, but there's not a fix for the ground pin? Yeah. And it really puzzled me.
0: Yeah, you know, as as an electrician, you know, we we worry about safety all the time. And and most people know that I I sit on code making panel five for the National Electrical Code. And we're talking safety, uh, equipment grounds, the reliability of an equipment ground, a reliable, uh, low impedance ground fault current path. And then you have people that literally are breaking off their equipment grounding conductor and wondering, will the overcurrent protected device actually work on a job site? I mean, it's there to help protect the cable. Uh, and then you have all these other aspects, whether these safety features of GFCI and a ground fault condition, are they going to operate? And you're still using the cord because you know electricity still works. You know people do some funky things out there, and it still manages to work. So even though they rip off a ground pin, they're thinking, "Look, I still got the ungrounded and the grounded. I'm still going to get power." But they're creating a unsafe condition by continuing to use that cord. You agree?
1: exactly and that's where you know we try to educate folks to let them understand how important that ground pin is and you need to make sure you're grounded it is the key factor on an extension cord versus anything else that's out there and like you said most folks think just because they got power they're okay but that's not the case you need to make sure you're grounded because if that power was to go anywhere else other than where it's being grounded it's going to find the path of least resistance which is probably going to be yourself and that's going to be catastrophic with the amount of milliamps it takes it just takes a very few milliamps for people to get that running through their body to stop the heart uh no matter what size of a person you are it's not it doesn't matter what if you're male female it doesn't matter what you are electricity you can't see it but you better make sure you're grounded and like we were talking about before about those ground pins breaking off You know, if they break off in that 70-day window of time period, our stuff has been proven. Right now, the way we're standing, we've been going over 1,350 days without the first ground pin breaking on our product, which is right at four years.
0: Wow. That's awesome. I mean.
1: So we we feel very confident on that number one problem that OSHA has that we've been able to solve it without a doubt.
0: Excellent. Yeah. I mean, I I tell people all the time when it comes to uh, having an effective low impedance ground fault current path. And, you know, electricity takes the path of least resistance proportional to the impedance of that path. So it doesn't just take one path. It takes all available paths depending on the impedance. And if you're a part of that path and the impedance is lower through your path, that amount is going to go through your path. And again, I try to explain to people. It really only takes about a tenth of an amp to kill you. I know when we put people in the electric chair and we pump fifty thousand volts to them, we do it for shock and all right? We like the eyes to pop out and, and 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 everything like that because you know what that's that's what it's all about. but in reality, just a simple receptacle on your counter uh can do the damage can kill you It, it doesn't take very much, and now you're relying on extension cords that don't have an equipment grounding conductor in there that can help operate and clear that overcurrent protective device. That's just scary. And I think, again, people just take that kind of thing for granted. And and that's the wonderful thing about your invention is that you tackled one of the, the, the number one issue that OSHA has on job sites uh, when it comes to extension cord. That's amazing. That's amazing.
1: Yes, sir. We've, we we've, we've taken very great pride in that and knowing. When we first got started trying to realize, you know, whether we did or not. But the only way you can do that is you get the product out there, which takes some time. You put it in the field. Uh, we've got several thousand of them out there. Uh, we try to check with our, our clients. We tell them all the time, you know, let us know if you're running into any issues with our cores because we want to make sure that they're performing. And we're the only company in the world on the ground pin. And this is very key right here. We're the only company that makes extension cords that puts a three-year warranty on that ground pin if it were to get broken out of the outlet or was to get uh, abused where it cannot be used. We have a way to fix it, and we have a way to put it back in your hands, and it's, it's a very simple process. People can go to our website and they can look at our phone number. They can call us, but so far in four years, we've not had that phone call. Now, I'm not saying that you can't run a tank across it and break it, but, you know, here again, we've got to educate people to let them know you do not need to be, if you're going to break anything on an extension cord, it does not need to be the ground pin.
0: Well, I'm wondering why you don't have this cord in the hands of our military, right? As rough as they are with things, uh, you know, when, when running generators and all this kind of stuff, I would think they need to have solid ground cords. I mean all those type of those environments as well. So maybe you're working on that. I don't know. We, I don't know.
1: <laughs> we we are. We wholeheartedly agree with that. We have a lot of people out there in the field that just like yourself and my, myself that work every day. And those are the guys that really want it and need it. And sometimes what happens is a lot of folks get into a position where you have procurement officers or people that are, are counting the, the coins and the beans at the office, and when they see the cost difference, that's what kind of throws us out if we're not careful. Right. If people don't know about us and doesn't know what we're offer, that's the only thing that happens there. But once people see it and they put it in their hands, we've got a few military folks out there that are using it as we, you know, today and being able to solve that problem and being able to put that warranty on it, and it also goes along with that number two problem that we've been able to solve. Uh, with the jacket separations that always happens on extension cords, which I'm sure you've seen yourself.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. The separation from the attachment plug and the actual cord sheathing that exposes the individual conductors.
1: Yes, sir. That is uh, what we have found out. That's OSHA's number two problem. And we've been able to solve that as well with the jacket retention device. So not only have we solved number one, but we've solved number two. Uh, the only thing that's out there on normal cords that you get, whether they're from overseas and some of them that are trying to be manufactured here, is the uh, um, the different sizes in the housing where we actually have a retention device in ours. And we cover it also with a three-year warranty where our jackets will not separate from the housing. We put it through some pretty hard testing. So we know it takes a little over 1,000 to 1,200 pounds maybe. Uh, with our testing the way we do it between pulling it between two trucks. We don't advise anybody else doing that, but, uh, <laughs> you know, we get out there and put it through some, some stuff that construction workers and people go through to, to use it. We make sure that it's there and the lifespan of that on a normal cord is normally four to six months. Wow. Uh, before that housing pulls out. And right now we're, same thing with our ground pin. We're almost at four years and not the first one has happened.
0: Well, Along that same nature, because we're gonna we're gonna talk kind of cost effectiveness here in a second, but let's talk a little bit about the durability aspect of your solid ground extension cords and and how they compare to conventional cords. Now, I I get the fact that the conventional cords pull out and separate, um, but what are some of the other aspects of the durability? Overall, with your solid ground extension cords because I understand that you can when we talk about cost you can buy extension cords off the shelf from your, the big box store and again you're going to use it for a little while it's going to rip the jacket's going to rip exposing the conductors because it usually has a, a real thin like a sheathing on it um, and of course the attachment head will pull away from the sheathing like we just talked about and and of course the ground pin usually will hollow and they break right off so Kind of give me a a durability synopsis of solid ground extension cords versus a conventional cord, unless I kind of covered it with that.
1: Right. Well, one of the things is that kind of puts everything together is from point A to point B on an extension cord with our stuff is the way that it's molded and extruded as one, not only as our housing and our jacketing, but everything that we have is extruded as one component. So the shear factor, like when you roll over it, our jacketing is three times thicker than other jacketing that's out there, and it's extruded around the conductors. Uh, if folks go to SolidGroundCords.com or go to SolidGroundCords, LLC, and look at our website and pull it up, we've got several pictures out there. And the jacketing that we use, most jacketing that's out there, is a SJTW jacketing. We use what's called an SJTWOW, I mean, SJT0W jacketing. So what that means is is our jacketing is thicker. It's extruded, it's oil resistant on the outside of the jacketing and it's also oil resistant on the outside of the jacketing of the conductors, which is very important in most conditions on job sites or in industrial settings around oils and petroleums a lot of that stuff will start breaking down that jacketing and start making it rip and crack we've seen it on multiple places on other places that use other cords where within weeks that jacketing just starts peeling off in layers and most cords that are SJTW which is all of them they start breaking down at 140 degrees our cord doesn't start breaking down till it reaches 220 degrees wow and whether you're in Texas, uh, we got several people that are out on uh, dams, Army Corps of Engineer, work on barges, and they've actually told us, you know, face to face, where they've actually seen the cords melt. Other cords have melted up on the barge decks where our cords—they're using them today. They've been using them now for over a year and not had the first problem with anything like that, as far as the heat. And then all of those components being put in as one plus the copper, the stranding, and the way our conductors are molded through there just makes our cords so much more superior than anything else out there because we're taking it and we know that we're making it for folks out there. We've designed it to work and to perform versus just being a component or a consumable that you can just go grab off the shelf.
0: All right. That's awesome. So I guess with that same kind of concept then is Let's talk a little bit about the cost-effectiveness of solid ground extension cords when you compare them to an overseas or an imported, uh, again, a commodity chunk and using and chunk type of extension cord versus something that you're going to invest in, like you would invest in your tools. I mean, I invest in my tools. I take care of my tools. I want the best that can help me get the job done. So. Isn't that a kind of the same concept you want with your extension cord when you're putting that much reliability in something like that? That's going to get power and and it have the safety features. Isn't that the talk a little bit about the cost effectiveness in comparing it to a, a lower grade overseas type of uh, imported type of extension cord?
1: Okay, I hate to be cliche about it, but you hit the nail right on the head when you started talking about your tools and things being able to run it and perform. So with everything about our cord, with the cost effectiveness of it, when you look at that tool being able to put on the end of that cord, sometimes those things run, whether it's a, core, uh, a hammer drill or a cord drill or a mag drill, you're looking at 250 to $400 per tool. And what most people will try to do is buy a 50 or 60 or $70 cord that's made from overseas that's not designed to perform the way it's supposed to. Where ours... The effective cost of our cord is extremely cost-effective because on a 100-foot cord, most people on a, on a annualized basis, you're looking at about $40 a year when you start buying our cords and using them because of the way they last. The cords that are made from overseas, if you're replacing that cord, let's say we know that people replace a cord about every two months, so let's just... Take the benefit of the doubt, let's say they do it every three months. So, and they're buying that cord for 50 bucks a pop. That means they've got to replace that cord at least four times that year because we know the ground pin's at least going to break. I can guarantee that. Well, that's $200 right off the top. Not counting the time it took to get it and replace it, but then not only that, the effective cost that you're doing in burning up your tools our amperage on our cable will will carry 25 amps. And when you're making that draw off of that outlet, your tool's getting what you're needing through our cord, where most other cables and stuff that are out there, they max out at 15 amps. And if you go 100 foot and if you were to put another size gauge cord on it or a power cord, it's going to lose a little bit more as you go along. Voltage drop. So, the yeah, the voltage drop. Mm-hmm. So, the effective cost on ours, you know, on an annualized basis is you're looking at about $40 a year. Uh, where the other cords that are out there, you're going to be looking between 2 to 250 a year, uh, with after the time you replace them and buy them. And that's where it just takes good common sense just for a minute to think about what we're saying because of the number one, number two problem that's out there, and we've solved those. We are going to start saving you money and being conservative about it. So we tell everybody on a conservative basis, we're going to well, we're going to save you well over 50% annually on what you spend on extension cords. And then not only that, the benefit that you're going to get to know that your tools are performing better than they're supposed to be. We've got testimonials of folks that will call us up. And this happened right after we first got started. We had a group that was working at the University of Tennessee. He was using the same brand sawzall, which was a DeWalt, using the same brand of sawzall blades. He had a hundred foot cord running to his sawzall. They do the same job every day. They were abating windows, so they were having to cut them out. The only difference was that they changed from a overseas cord to our all American made cord. Two days later, he calls me up and he said, Rick, you're not going to believe this. I used to go through five sawzall blades a day doing what we do every day. And now I'm lucky if I go through two. Now, the only difference was, was that cord. And like I said, I'm a superintendent. I wasn't an electrician. So we had to do some research on that. So we know the effectiveness of our cord with tools saves a lot more than what we tell people. But we try to be very conservative with our numbers so that people will understand that we're not trying to sell snake oil we're just trying to give them something to perform.
0: Right. So as an electrician, you know, I'm aware that when I'm using an extension cord at any given length and I'm using it on some type of uh, tool, um, and then a lot of people say, well, Paul, aren't we all going cordless? And no, because you go on every truck, you're going to see extension cords. You're always going to have an application where you're going to need the extension cord, uh, whether or not you're using it to power your charger for your tool on site or or you're actually doing it to supply something like... Because generally, they're available for cordless to do things like hammer drills, bigger ones. But generally, when you want to get the tools that are going to get the job done, they're going to be corded tools. And if you use right. an extension cord that isn't adequate, and you end up su- supplying power to this uh, piece of equipment, and you're not providing the voltage within the range that can work effectively, then you're going to also shorten the life of that tool. And so having an adequate extension cord like that, that has a lot of that thought into it, uh, is going to prolong the life of your tool. Definitely.
1: Exactly. So I'm not, we've got
0: no, I'm not going to buy five different extension cords and wrap them with electrical tape because they get ripped up and damaged or pulled out in the end. I'm going to buy solid ground extension cords, put one on each truck. Uh, and I know they're going to last. So as an owner, of electrical contracting business, I get to buy something. You know how we always tell people, do it right the first time because you don't get paid to do it twice? You know, don't do shoddy work. Exactly. Yeah, don't do shoddy stuff because you end up having to do it again. And as an owner, I don't want to do it twice. I want to pay my guys to do it right the first time. Same thing with the cord. Get the right cord, get it right, keep it in the truck. It'll pay for itself in the first year. Just right out the box.
1: Exactly. One of the companies that used to work for us was the motto that I, I could not stand. And it, it irked me because he didn't really realize what he was saying about his company, because what they would say is, is we do it nice because we do it twice. <laughs> and that, that does not settle well with me. And that's the reason with this company that we got started with, you know, and I, and I told their guys, look, we're going to do it once. We're going to do it right. Most people say that slow's not pretty. But what I tell people is slow and steady. The turtle won the race, not the hare.
0: Right.
1: And so I'm going to be the turtle. So when I get done, I know that it's done. It's done right. It's done right the first time. And I don't have to go back. And if somebody does invite me back, it's because they want me to do something else.
0: Right.
1: Or they want to buy another one of my cords because what we told them to begin with was the truth and doing it with integrity. And, you know, with the, the key factor with what we try to get people to understand, like you said, about solid ground cords, is we are all about the pin. But the first word of our name being solid, everything about our cord is solid. Whether it's the connectors, whether it's the uh, being able to have the uh, blades and the ground pin, everything about us is solid. The ground pins on most cords are all rolled over pieces of metal. Uh, where ours is a solid ground pin that's in there. So that's what we try to do.
0: So. My next question really was kind of to roll into the improved safety aspects, but you're kind, of, you're kind of educated me here, Rick, because the I can almost, not being part of solid ground cords, I can almost answer this question myself, and I'm sure most of our listeners can when we talk about the improved safety. Obviously, it's the retention to the cord. It's the ground, solid ground pin. It's the more robust design of the actual cable itself, The fact that it's American-made, beautiful thing, and all of those things rolled in is all of the aspects of safety, the higher ampacity ability of it, the oil-resistant nature of it, all those things are safety-driven. Is there anything else when it comes to improved safety that I'm leaving out?
1: Well, two of the other things that we're very proud of that we've been able to do and trying to lead, trying to set the... Set a a different example with cord just making it where it's a diagnostic tool so when you take our cord and you plug it up and you take that um plug in or the mail in whichever however you want to call it and you plug that into the receptacle just as soon as you plug our cord up if people look at our website where our color scheme is all green our cords are all green we put a green light indicator and that green light indicator in that mail in is a ground light indicator, and it lets you know that not only the extension cord has a ground pin in it, but it lets you know that you're grounded from the panel all the way back to that receptacle and that you're ready to go to work. And what we tell people is if you see the green light on, it's like being at a red light. As soon as it turns green, you can go. Excellent. When you plug it up, you know you're safe, you know you're grounded, and you're ready to go to work until you get to the power end. Uh, the receptacle end, right before you plug your tool up there, uh, we also have another light indicator on that end. Most people say theirs just shows you power. Well, I wanted it to do more than that. Ours will not only tell you about power, but it also will tell you about polarity. So it's a polarity light indicator as well as power to let you know that your power is being run either if it was running reverse polarity or if it's running normal polarity. Uh, If the light is on, you're good to go. If it's not on, you need to get with an electrician to find out what's going on because something's not wired correctly. And having reverse polarity is just as bad as not having a ground. You don't want to reach down there to a tool that's hot because it's bypassing the switch on the power side.
0: So you're telling me, that not only are you solving number one and number two OSHA issues as well, but me as an electrical guy who's really diagnostic driven, I love to educate people on, on, on troubleshooting, and I'm called out from time to time, even in our Texas area, when electricians have thrown their hands up in the air and they say, Paul, can you come help solve a problem? So you're telling me you're also throwing in your cord a ground light indicator and a normal polarity light indicator all in the same cord?
1: Yes, sir. That is exactly what I am telling you. No matter what length of cord, what different designs of cord we have, that is a standard. Everything that we do is a standard, and kind of what we've been told is, you know, we're we're redoing the standards on extension cords and the way they the way they should be designed and made.
0: Well, I, you know, I am telling you, there is no way that they can't cost more than a conventional overseas cord, but. You're throwing everything in but the kitchen sink into these and the durability. I mean, the the amount of time that they'll last is in all these indicators. And, of course, I'm a, I'm a techno junkie, so I, I'm into all that stuff. And, again, visual is very important, glancing, looking at things, uh, knowing when I've got good polarity, knowing when i got ground before I plug anything in. That's just all that type of stuff. So that brings me to a, a, this question, Rick, is... Where are these solid ground extension cords made? I mean, you said made in the USA, and I'm hopefully that wasn't just a, a stutter. Are, are you going to tell me that we're, we're really talking made here? America is producing top-quality products and not having to go overseas here?
1: Yes, sir. That was the one key thing that we wanted to make sure we were able to do when we set out to do this, was to have this cord made all in America, Americans for the American workers out there. When they grab a hold of it, they know that all the things that we go through, Paul, you know as well as I do, being out there in the field, being out there in the industrial park, we're governed and we're watched every day to make sure that you and I are doing not only our job correctly and making a great product at the end of the day, but we're governed to make sure that we know that we're doing it safe and that at the end of the day we get to go home.
0: Absolutely. And
1: with what we've been able to do with our cords, with the manufacturers that we have here in the United States, from Rockford, Tennessee, we have a great manufacturer there, which is Axis Fabricating that helps us out tremendously. Uh, our uh, assembly plant that we have in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, where everything is assembled and put together. Our copper and cable and stuff is mined and comes out of Arizona. Our light indicators come from Boston, Massachusetts with the green light um it's just an amazing thing when people say you know a lot of people want to know if you're successful by monetary gains but a lot of people will tell you and i and i've had it told to me i've had people tell me i was a fool for trying to do this number one and then number two i was a fool for trying to do it here in the united states because i was told it could not be done but luckily with the investors and stuff that i had when we first got started they had enough faith in us to get out here and do what we needed to do with our company. And we've been able to do that all here in America. So when we say made in America, we're not talking about the packaging. We don't even do packaging. I'll deliver it to you in a box. You get an American-made cord. You get the warranties that go with it. You can pick up the phone and talk to somebody personally, not an automated machine. Uh, I bought a cord the other day. Very well-known brand name from a big box store. The ground pin broke in a couple of days because it just broke. So I called the company up. What could I do? Four and a half hours later, somebody calls me back and wants to know the make and model number of it. Well, I don't know about you, but I know when I get ready to start a job, I take that box and throw it away. I go out there and start working. I don't have that model number and make number of it. That's, and that's right they
0: don't put it do, on the yes, cord i got
1: it replaced
0: yeah they don't put you it don't. on the cord right
1: they do not <laughs> nope they do not wow. but our cords very we know our cord when we see it right uh there's been some imposters out there we've had some people call us up and take pictures because i'll tell them hey take a picture shoot it to me let me see uh and very you can tell right off the bat that it's not ours uh and we've not had any issues with ours but Going back to the American-made, man, it is a uh, very well-made quality cord, and when you put it in your hand, you can tell that it took some time and effort to do it.
0: Awesome. I love to hear the American-made thing. Uh, definitely, that's, that's an important part, uh, keeping it in America. So... Do you sell any do you sell any other products like GFCIs or any other type of thing what other what's your what's your 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 breadth of product scope other than do you have anything else other than extension cords I think I saw and correct me if I'm wrong but I think I saw on LinkedIn and y'all and people out there follow you on LinkedIn and 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 things like that and you have other cords you don't just have extension cords you'll have uh, cords for appliances i believe do you have uh splitter cords what, what all do you have other products
1: yes what we do is we've got several different designs of products that we've been able to innovate for different folks that are out there that have problems so we do a uh, three-foot tri-tap and single-tap gfci a ground fault circuit interrupter for those that need to have that before they start work and letting lean you know, your generator or the outlets are not GFCI protected. We have that. We also have a 25 foot and 50 foot inline GFCI for those. We have several companies out there that are floor cleaners, big companies like CentOS, surf and others that want to have that automatically on their machines. And then we have the different stuff of power cords and power cords can be put on anything from skill saws to squirrel fans to appliances. Uh, we've got a restaurant there in, uh, actually I'm, I know you're very familiar with them uh, restaurant right there they use our court exclusively in all their stores is uh, Papados mm-hmm. and they put those things on their toasters, margarita machines to their buffers and floor floor machines and even on the lobster thing. Uh They were getting a ride up about every one to two weeks with ground pins just being stuck in an outlet when they would move their fryer you know they had to move the fryer and clean. Well, when you do that, you got to unplug that fryer from the wall. Right. And when they, when they unplug that, just plugging and unplugging, not anything rough or adverse, but they, they would, the ground pin be stuck in the outlet. So we make the power cords and stuff for them, uh, for all their appliances and things that they have. And then we just came up with one and we'll go for the, for the reason who we did it for. But we've got a, a name of a cord now. We call it the why not cord. Uh, it's a very unique device that was designed for a major airlines, uh, had to be twist locked, but they wanted it to be 50 foot long. They wanted to make sure that it could carry at least seven to eight amps on when they got down to the end of it to split off because it's got the left side and right side of an airplane to work on. And it needs to be twist locked where they could let the thing be charged up overnight where they could plug the planes up overnight and do different things with them. So we call it the why not cord. You know, use one cord. Why not use one cord instead of two? Uh. So it actually goes out there 50 foot to a Y. We split it off to two uh, receptacle ends that are twist lock as well because that's the application that they need. But we can also replicate that and put NEMA 515 receptacles on the end so that everybody out there that's using a generator today they always put a tri tap end on the end of a cord. Well, what they're doing is, is they're sacrificing and they're again hurting their tools because they're trying to pull too much power through it. Yeah, that thing's only going to pull 15 amps. And if you're using a, a cord drill and a mag drill or a grinder all at the same time, you're overloading that circuit. Whereas with ours, we'll come out there with a 10, a 12, 4 uh, system to a splitter it off and be able to give you 15 amps on each end wow. coming off of a generator from a 30 amp circuit
0: awesome that is awesome wow so uh, all this you know you, you almost threw out you know the, the name of the company we got papa does uh did i say it right papa does papa,
1: I, yes, sir. papa I, You got papa does papa cita's
0: I eat there. I don't necessarily pronounce the name <laughs> all the time, but you know. I, now that I'm thinking about it, I'm gonna go in there and order my food, and I'm gonna say, "I want." Let me see your cords. They'll they'll look at me all strange. I'm sure. Now, that's yeah, one. Sure. That's one name drop, and we didn't talk about the airlines. But again, can can you tell us some clients that, that actually other clients that have, that use your cords that you could mention? Uh, was there a recent Most. recent one that you recently did was rather large?
1: Yes, sir, most definitely. All of our clients, we get permission from them. So all these we can mention. So one of the the airlines that we were talking about that really take, and all these companies are taking safety seriously because they're dealing with a lowly little extension cord and the power cords. And Delta Airlines are starting to facilitate all of their mechanics and stuff with our cords, with the y not cord. And then not only that, they went a step further. And what they do there when they with their tools and stuff is they make sure that every one of their power tools are going to be having our power cords, whether they use a 10-foot or a 20-foot power cord with a twist lock on every one of their tools that operates on all their airplanes because they want good quality from point A to point B. And so what they're doing is they know that they're grounded from point A all the way to the very end because not only do we do it in our extension cords, but we put that ground light indicator also in our power cords. So awesome. with Delta Airlines, GE Aviation, Los Alamos, uh, National Laboratory, we got United Forming, which is very big in Texas, Cap Form, big in Texas, Choke Construction, Berkeley National Laboratories that we have out there. And then we also deal right now, we're dealing with Walt Disney World and their subcontractors.
0: Wow, dealing with the mouse. There you go.
1: Well, you know, they they take when you take safety seriously and you're looking at the big scheme of things, you really got to make sure that you pay attention to detail. And what we're seeing is, is that these companies that we're able to sit down and talk with, they really get the concept. And that's why we've just got to get other people out there to understand that you don't have to be big and mighty to be safe and smart. And when you become safe, when you become safe, you become smart, and then the savings kicks in, and that's what makes you big and mighty, knowing that you're doing everything that you can to take care of your people, your employees, or even your customers that are coming into your facility. And so what we've tried to do, because we are dealing with electricity, uh, my, my business partner that I have and my consultant that I have with Davis, you know we've got contained electric, we got contained lightning in that jacketing, and so we try to do everything that we can to keep it contained in that environment where it can perform and be the product that it needs to be.
0: Well, I hate to put you on a spot, but I wanted you to tell me briefly about your your, your partner there, uh, Davis. Uh, a little bit about him. Now, we couldn't get him on the show today, but uh, can you tell us a little bit about him and, and, and his role and how he helps you out with that?
1: Man, it was a, it's an amazing thing, the whole story about when we first got started through the introduction. And the one thing that I told my wife, you know, when I saw the ground pin said it was going to change our lives forever. And I kind of had it in my mind, you know, what we needed to do to get the business structure set up to get everything just right. And I knew there was a person that had been in, I'd come cross paths with. We'd been friends for many years. Uh, and I said, you know, if nothing else I want him as a business consultant, his mind, his, uh, marketing skills that he has. because I can innovate and try to stay, you know, my thing is I innovate, I fix, I try to come up with a different stuff with his marketing skills and the way he takes care of things on LinkedIn and keeps us in communication. Davis was the one key factor that I needed there. Um, and, you know, I knew it was going to be a long shot. Uh, he has a lot of uh, uh, abilities. His main thing was in the oil industry uh, there in Texas. Uh, got to do a lot of stuff there. So he was coming over to a whole new thing with extension cords. And when he first got started, he didn't know a lot about it, but he could see that it wasn't any different. Technology technology. Right. And when you can stay ahead of people, you know, people want to call it a bigger mouse trap, but I didn't want to call it that. He saw the bigger picture. And so he was able to help me mold and understand it about business. And that's what I needed to help in. But we also, too, have one other person in our, in our, uh, in our team, uh, that we have there to keep us straight. And she came on not too long ago, but somebody that I, we really need there to help us keep us in line was our office administrator, which is Suzanne Hipcher. She's come in and helped us. You know, you've got your finances. You've got all the bills and stuff coming in. you got to make sure all that stuff works right. Well, she and Davis worked together to keep me legal and keep me straight. And I could not do it without them. We've got a great team of people that we always try to work well together. And Davis has been that key factor, and Suzanne as well. And like I tell people, it's not about me. You know, the idea came. We performed on it. And we've got a great product right now. When people get it in their hands, um, they like, you know, why didn't we do this sooner?
0: Right. That is that is awesome. It sounds like a great team. Again, I interact with Davis on LinkedIn and uh, everything, and it seems like it's a, a good marriage of two passionate individuals that came together and that have a history, and it sounds like an awesome thing. So at the end of the day, Rick, it – If you're like me in business, and I've owned many businesses and done different things, and I'm an electrical guy, but I always have to sit down and say to myself, if there is one thing that you'd want our audience, those that listen to this and those that are listening to it in the future as it rebroadcasts and replays uh, on all of our networks, the iHeartRadio, uh, I Spreaker, uh, Deezer, all of those, and it starts going into syndication. And you think about the audience that's going to be listening to this. You have apprentices coming up, people that are new in the industry, people that have been around a long time. What is what is something in the audience that you want them to know about solid ground extension cords? What is the most important thing that you want our audience to take away from solid ground cords and what they mean to the industry.
1: Well, that's a good question, Paul. And as you can tell, I like to talk a lot. So if I'm going to look at one thing about our cords that, you know, everybody uses, everything that's out there, all I'm saying is is if we can get the folks out there we're, we're new we're new on the market, just give us a shot we challenge you to give us a shot and let us prove to you that what we've told you through this whole 50 minutes of discussion is true. And if for whatever reason, that if we've said something that is not right, we will back it up. Uh, solid ground cords is all about integrity. I've worked with a lot of businesses and most of the time that word is very far, far, reached Um, but we try to keep it close to us so when we tell you something we want to back it up and we want to be there for the folks that are using our product to know that when they put it in their hands it's quality made for them so we just challenge them to give us a shot give it out there and quit buying thousands of them just buy a couple of hundred because that's all you're going to need
0: that is awesome and and I hope our listeners out there understand that I generally have conversations with people, and and I go all over the country teaching things, but I, I understand the concept of what Rick's talking about and the concept of the extension cord and the importance of it. And so when I teach and convey it, um, I've always been a supporter of it. And, uh, you know, it's, it's not something, you know, Rick didn't pay us to do any of this type of stuff. We reached out to him and to Solid Ground Cords because it was... It was impressive. The concept of it was impressive. Uh, his passion, his dedication, his—you know—be honest with you, the way that he comes together with the people that work together with Davis and and how they do that was was impressive. And that's kind of something that impressed us and it impressed me. And I'm I'm hoping that all of our listeners out there will uh, reach out to Solid Ground Chords uh, in order to be able to pick up a chord. Um, Rick, do you are you traveling anywhere soon, or is what's the best way they can reach you?
1: Well, the best way to reach us is what we try to tell people. I'm a person-to-person kind of guy. I like to talk to folks, try to get what they're using, what they're doing, so we can help them get the right product. So they can reach out to us uh, by looking at our website, uh, solidgroundcords.com, or just type in the words with a space, Solid Ground Cords, LLC, it'll come up. Our phone number, which is on there, is 865-247-4427. Reach out to us that way. We'll answer the phone. We'll answer the emails that come through. There is a order button, which is on our website. When you click on that, it'll ask you for your name and your email address. You'll have a rep reach out to you within you know, 15 to 30 minutes. We'll go through the details there. And then we're going to be traveling... Right now what we've got, and we do a lot of stuff in the southeast, but we've got three areas that we've got to get to. It's kind of waiting for the weather to get a little bit warmer. Uh, Next week we'll be over into uh, Nashville and then down into Huntsville. And then two weeks after that we're going to be trying. We're trying to work our way up. We've got to get up into Ohio and Indiana. We've got two groups up there that have been using our product, and they're wanting us to look at some different ways of trying to help them to save money in the future as well about being able to apply our products to different tools and to different machinery that they have in their plants. Awesome.
0: Awesome. And I'm sure you'll continue on your social media, LinkedIn, and post things on there as well about where you'll be in the future as well too, right?
1: Yes, sir. We try to do that as much as we possibly can. Uh, When uh, on LinkedIn, Davis takes care of a lot of that. And as we're traveling, one of the things that we like to be able to do, and we tell people to do this all the time, this is completely, if we're in your area, this is a free of charge. We'll come in. We can do safety talks, stand downs. Uh, we can do presentations with uh, different subs or people in the office to let people see what we have. Uh, we do a hand-to-hand thing where you can actually see it. Uh, we actually have things that we can email folks where we've done OSHA classes and training. So all that stuff that we try to do to be able to help one another to where people don't think OSHA is such a bad word, they're just trying to keep everybody safe right. and in between the lines where we can all go home every day.
0: Awesome. That is awesome. Well, Rick, that's a, that's about it for our show. I, I want to thank you personally for coming on. It's uh, I really feel like I've been more educated on... The extension cords, you know, as an electrician, sometimes we take those things for granted. But I really did not know. Uh, I knew the problems. But at this point, I didn't know there was a solution. Now I know there is a solution for our extension cord problems. So I want to thank you for taking the time to come on our show.
1: Paul, I really appreciate you inviting us out. It's been a pleasure. And I hope we can uh, do this again in the future with a different technology and the things the innovations that we come up with and i really appreciate your time and your sacrifice that you're making out there educating others about the different things of electrical safety
0: awesome well thanks for being on the show and all my listeners out there thank you for joining us we couldn't do this without you again we have electrician live podcast stickers and t-shirts available over on our website if you want to support the podcast series um we thank you for joining us each week Here at Electrician Live at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time where we have call-in shows, but we also have guest speakers like we had Rick tonight that brings innovative technology and other things to our podcast. And we're excited about that. So, folks, join in each week. And until next time, folks, stay safe and God bless. You've been listening to Electrician Live with your host, Paul